Welcome to Storehouse Dallas. I love you. Thank you. Yeah, man, it's hard being a mom. I heard the Lord say, and I'm going to prophesy, I heard the Lord say, I'm going to encounter mothers in the mundane. I'm going to start encountering you in the mundane things that you have to do in order to work the work of being a mom. And so just prepare your heart for that. The diapers, the routine, the spilled milk, the sticky furniture, the toys. I don't know about you, but being a mom, I was like, man, I wish I could get paid for picking this stuff up off the floor. You know, I don't know what it is about kids, but floors are very popular among children. They just think, well, everything belongs there. Kids, it doesn't belong there. There's a place for all that stuff that you put on the floor, and your mom always finds it. Amen, ladies? All right, so I want to talk to you this morning about knowing God. Um, That is the title of this message. But first, I was just feeling a real strong... um, feeling to just tell you a little bit about who I feel like the Lord is has called me to be to you. I feel like the Lord, um, not feel like, the Lord has actually commanded me to be a prophet to the nations. The Lord has called me to raise up a generation and to raise up an army to prepare them and to train them to know how to fight in the days that are ahead. And so a lot of, um, and I, and he actually gave me this morning Um, And you've heard me preach that Joel's army is on the earth, and the Lord has told me in a dream, and I prophesied in the dream that Joel's army is on the earth, but this morning I felt like he wanted me to speak this over you because this is who you are and who he has created you to be. All right, you ready? Then the Lord will be seen over them. This is out of Zechariah chapter 9, verse 14. Then the Lord will be seen over you. His arrow will go forth like lightning. The Lord God will blow the trumpet and go with whirlwinds from the south. The Lord of hosts will defend you. You shall devour and subdue with sling stones. You shall drink and roar as if with wine. You shall be filled with blood like basins, like the corners of the altar. The Lord Your God will save you in that day as the flock of his people. For you shall be like the jewels of a crown lifted like a banner over his land. For how great is, how great is its goodness and how great is its beauty. Grain shall make these men thrive. The men you will thrive and new wine our women. And so I just praise you, God. I praise you, God, for the the word of the Lord that you're releasing in this hour, for strengthening your people in this hour, God, that we may run, that we may become like whirlwinds coming up out of the south with a roar like wine coming out of us and hitting the nations of the earth. In Jesus' name, amen. So um, a lot of what I preach, um, my heart is not to tickle your itching ears and what you and because itching ears want to hear soothing words that say peace, peace. But don't you know that we are already the battle is already at hand. The battle is already raging. The battle is already raging and God is raising up people who are ready and prepared for that battle. So, um, Corey, is this your brother? Hi, what's your name? 
Hi, Preston. So I was, um, I saw you and immediately I saw you like a lumberjack and you were cut, you had an ax in your hand and you were laying uh, that ax to the root of sin and deception. And I felt like the Lord told me, you are a prophet. You have got the word of the Lord and it is within you, and he's bringing it out of you in this season. And when you speak, you're going to separate soul and spirit, and you're, he's going to use your tongue like a sword in order to help people come into their right minds. So I just bless you in that. Does that bear witness at all? And that's one of the reasons you hate injustice. It's one of the reasons why you can't, you can't stand any kind of injustice. And you're like, well, I should probably just try to be nice here. But I've got to speak the word of the Lord. You know, I've got to say, like, you know, you're like, no, that's wrong. That's wrong. That's wrong. I can't sit by and just let that be wrong. I've actually got to do something about it. I've got to say something about it. So that's where that comes from. So bless you. Thanks for coming. All right. Um, all right. So uh, turning your Bibles to Genesis, I'm going to start there because that's always a good place to start since that's where the Lord started. Amen. All right. We're going to start off this morning. It's Mother's Day. So we're going to start off this morning with Eve. All right. So there Eve was in the garden having a good old time with Adam. Man, couldn't get better than this. They just hang out with the Lord all day long. Um, listening to his beautiful voice and being in the pre being in his presence and and you know I'm sure that the temperature was like 70 degrees at all times you know just wonderful and all they did was go around and speak to things and they would blossom and bloom and naming animals and I mean I can't even imagine up oh, did I just go off I just uh, paused can you are we good okay um, all right so. Let's look at, let's see, chapter 2, verse 16. All right, so the Lord commanded man, saying, Of every tree of the garden you may freely eat, verse 17, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat, for in the day that you eat it you shall surely die. All right, so pretty much they, he was like, This is your playground, have at it, do whatever you want. You got it. I trust you, we're, we're working together, we're partnering together, we're, I'm the dad, you're my son and daughter, and this is going to be good. Now, there's one thing I need you to be careful of, I need you to watch, I'm going to put a boundary around you, I'm going to try to protect you, you can't eat of this tree right here, this one tree. Well, you know, you tell somebody not to do something, we all know this, mothers, right? You're like, okay, this is the one thing I don't want you to do. Well, what do they do? Of course, that's the one thing they want to do. Um, and God talks about that in the book of Romans. But anyway, moving on. Um, so, so let's fast forward. Chapter 3, here Eve is um, hanging out by herself. And um, let's start with verse 5. For God knows, uh, this is the, the serpent talking to her. Um, you know, serpents have divided tongues, so just keep that in mind. Anyway, uh, for God knows that in the day that you eat of this tree, he's talking about the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, that your eyes would be opened and you will surely be like God, knowing, say knowing, knowing good and evil. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was pleasant to the eyes and the tree was desirable to make one wise, say wise, she took of its fruit and ate, and she gave her husband with her, and he ate. All right, so uh, what happened there is uh, a couple of those things. The, the, the God uses 
uh, the words wisdom and knowledge very, very interchangeably. So what happened is he said, no, you're going to actually have a knowing. You're going to know outside of God's knowing, you're going to know about earthly wisdom. You're going to have wisdom, but if you saw my message from last week, it's wisdom that's not submitted to God, but it's wisdom from the earth that is sinful and leads to every evil thing. Okay, now I didn't, of course, fill her in on that part of it, but we learn about that in the book of James later on. And and so my point is, Again, knowing God, and it's all about the knowledge of God. And so I want to fast forward here to, um, I actually didn't write this down, so I'm just going to read it to you, um, because then God comes in, and the curse that is is uh, because of what Eve did, because of eating of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, the curse that came on man, he said, listen, I'm going to put enmity between the woman's seed and the serpent seed. In other words, between the knowledge of, of Satan and the knowledge of God, I'm going to put enmity between them. There's going to be a battle that's going to happen, and it's a battle that actually culminates in the end of the age or the last generation. And so what happens is these two seeds, these two trees, have they will produce something, and what they're producing will mature at the end of the age. Are you with me? All right, so I'm just kind of laying a foundation here. All right, so turn in your Bibles to um, Daniel chapter 12. Because Daniel prophesies, and he's talking about the end of the age, and he's talking about the last generation. Um, Daniel, after Ezekiel, where are you? Before Ezekiel, there you are. Okay, Daniel chapter 12, right after Ezekiel, right in the middle. All right, um, Daniel chapter 12, let's start at verse 3. Okay, so he's prophesying about the end times, and he's prophesying about these beautiful people that'll be in the uh, his sons and his daughter um, at the end of the age. And it says, those who are wise, wisdom of heaven, that's what he's talking about, shall shine like the brightness of the firmament, and those who turn many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. So he's saying, listen, as you tap into this into the age knowledge, into the age wisdom, what happens is that you're actually, it's, it's, it's so transformative, unlike it's ever been. And I'm going to tell you about that in a minute. And so some, God is doing something right now in this generation. He's pouring out and going to pour out um, an accelerated amount of knowledge. All right. So he says, uh, uh, let's fast forward, um, verse 4. Um, but you, Daniel, shut up the words and seal the books until the time of the end. Many shall run to and fro, and knowledge shall increase. Okay, knowledge shall increase. There we are again. Um, now look at verse 10. Many shall be purified and made white and refined, but the wicked shall do wickedly, and none of the wicked shall understand, but the wise shall understand. So, so as knowledge increases, what it does is it gives us this wisdom from heaven so that we shine brightly and lead many to the truth of, of, of the Lord. Amen. All right, now I want to um, I want you to turn to um, Revelation 17. Sorry, lots lots of Bible. You like the Bible? The Bible's good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he showed us and told us everything. So um, 
here in verse 3, uh, chapter 17, verse 3. Um, so he carried me away in the spirit into the wilderness, and I saw a woman sitting on a scarlet beast, which was full of names of blasphemy, having seven heads, heads and ten horns. All right, go down to verse 12. I would read the whole thing to you, but we don't have all day. Um, go down to, because this is just the point I'm trying to make. Um, verse 12, the ten horns which you saw are ten kings who have received no kingdom as yet, but they received authority for one hour as kings with the beast. Um, verse 14, these will make war with the lamb and the lamb will overcome them for he is the Lord of lords and the king of kings and those who are with him are called the chosen and faithful. All right. So I believe, and I'm pretty, I'm pretty convinced, and I believe that this is accurate, um, that these kings of the earth are not politicians. They are not presidents. They are not chancellors. They are not prime ministers. They are not dictators. They are not heads of nations. They are kings of the earth. These kings of the earth, I believe, are people who have crowned themselves through wealth and knowledge. So knowledge has increased. They have become billionaires. And what they're doing is because they're submitted to an ideology that is of the earth, they are trying to achieve the very thing that God has put in every man, which is a millennial reign, which is the city of God, which is the perfection of, of man, where there is no sorrow. But what they're trying to do, because they, they, we all know, we all have a knowing, we all have desire for that. They're actually trying to achieve it in a means that is submitted to the enemy and not to God. And so because of that, the ways that they're going about it is demonic, and therefore they are going to heap up great hardship on God's people. And it says that they are going to make war against the saints. That would be you because they are going to hate you because you're going to be the truth tellers and the ones that are standing against them and speaking against their motives, their plans, and their ideology. Okay, that's it in a nutshell. But you will not prevent because the army of lovesick warriors, Joel's army, again, is on the earth. And this army has a sword in its mouth, just like him, sword in its mouth. The sword is going to come out of our mouths, and we are going to slay the plans and the plots of the enemy. But here's the problem. If the church ain't woke, it can't pray and will not understand about what to do in this hour, okay? All right. There are several promises and prophecies in Deuteronomy, Hosea, Joel, saying this end-time army will have both the former and the latter rain, because it's really the promise. And, you know, you're thinking to yourself, oh, it's going to be really wet. Maybe I should buy some mud shoes. I don't know. But that's actually not what he's saying. He's not actually talking about building an ark. It's not going to be muddy. It's not former and latter rain. Well, the, the, the former rain is the spring rain. The latter rain is the fall rain. And both of those are for a harvest. So, so the good news is there's a harvest coming. And when he said the former and the latter rain is going to be poured out on this last generation, I believe that what he is talking about is from Hosea um, 6, chapter, uh, chapter 6, verse 3. Let us know, say no, 
let us pursue the knowledge of the Lord. Say knowledge of the Lord. His going forth is established as the morning. He will come to us like the rain, both the latter and the former rain to the earth. So he's saying the same thing that Daniel said. In the last days, knowledge is going to increase. In the last days, knowledge is going to increase. Well, here's the thing. It's going to increase for those that are not submitted to God, that are in, uh, let's just put them in the army or the camp of the enemy, right? It's going to increase for them. But it's also going to increase for God's people. And so it's going to, it's, it's going to hit the flood. The rain is going to hit everybody. So what's happening is you've got the, the seed. Remember, the seed of the knowledge, of, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil is maturing. And the seed, because of this rain, the seed of, of God's people from the tree of life is maturing. Therefore, these two seeds are now about to be separated, praise God, right? And so you've got... What happens when when um, you've got wheat and you've got chaff? When chaff matures, what does it do? It's no, that's that's at the threshing floor. Okay, good, but good. But while it's still in the field, it stands stiff, straight up. And but with the wheat, when the wheat matures, it actually begins to bow. So so what happens to God's people is that as we get more knowledge. We actually understand we don't know anything. It's not about me. I don't know anything. The more that I know, the more that God shows me, the more I realize I don't know. And all I can do is go, oh, God, oh, God, it's you. And this is what happened to Paul. Paul, who was a man who was wise and he had so much information, same with the Pharisees. They got all the information, head knowledge, but they didn't know the day of their visitation. Because there wasn't the humility. There was the pride and the stiff-neckedness, right? And so what happens with God's people is the more that we know, the more knowledge that's poured out, the more that we bow, the lower we go, the lower we go, and the more we look like Jesus. Amen? But what happens is that more knowledge that's poured out, that wheat, man, that the chaff on the wheat just gets stiffer and stiffer and stiffer, and pride will be their downfall. Amen is right. Amen. All right. Let's, I'm just going to run through a couple of these. Joel 2, um, the army of God that is on the earth, uh, verse 23. Be glad then, you children of Zion, and rejoice in the Lord your God, for he has given you the former and the latter rain um, faithfully, and he will cause the rain to come down on you, the former and the latter rain, in the first month. And the threshing floor will be full of wheat, and the vats will overflow with new wine and oil. And so there's actually, what he's doing over and over again is he's telling us, as I pour out this rain, what happens is that there's so much. It is voluminous. Say voluminous. It's such a good word. Voluminous. It is like massive amounts of harvest for us. Now, the harvest is going to be people, but it's also going to be, he's talking about over and over again. Okay, wait. Before I get ahead of myself, let me just, uh, da, 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 da. let's see. Yes. Uh, in James uh, chapter 5, verse 7. Therefore, be patient, brethren, until the coming of the Lord. See how the farmer waits for the precious fruit of the earth. Wait patiently for it until it receives the early and latter rain. Okay. So, two rains are coming. 
The early rain, now the early rain already came with Jesus. Remember, that was the early rain. Well, we get the early and the latter rain. So we're getting double-double. We're getting a double portion of knowledge. And what happens is when you get a double portion of knowledge, guess what happens? You hit God, and God hits you. You crash into him, and you're like, oh, boy. Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. And he transforms us into his likeness so that we'll shine, like, da like Daniel said, so that we shine, we shine, we look just like it. What happened? I don't know about you, but have you ever seen a bride on her wedding day? Man, that woman is shining. She comes walking down that aisle, and that bridegroom is like, oh, Baba, she is so gorgeous. She's shining. She has prepared herself. She's been looking at her groom. He's been looking at her. And just this glorious thing begins to happen. And so that is what's going to happen at the end of the age with the knowledge of God that's going to be poured out on God's people. But the benefit is, again, what happens on that threshing floor? You're going to get these three things that I've talked about before. You can go back and, and listen to that message. It was February 10th. You can find it on our website or on our YouTube channel. So you're going to get these three things over and over and over. He says, the blessings are this. When you turn back to me, when you humble yourself, you are going to get wheat. So you're going to get the bread. You're going to get the wine, the new wine, not the old wine. Of course, I prefer the old wine. But anyway, for biblical sake, new wine. Right? Am I right? Come on. Anyway, the new wine, let's just say God can make good wine. He can make Opus 1, a new wine. So you're going to uh, get the bread, you're going to get the wine, you're going to get the wheat, you're going to get the wine, and you're going to get the oil. So what is he talking about there? So the, the bread and the wine is communion. So your communion and your intimacy with God is going to soar through the roof, and you're going to be like crying all the time. I'm having these encounters. It's like you're driving in your car. Jesus is there. Whoa, Jesus, you're there. You're going to make me wreck my car. Hello, hello, Jesus is here. These kinds of encounters are going to start to be common. Common for the people of God. Common everywhere you go. It's not just in your quiet time and in your prayer time. I don't, I don't like the idea. I don't like the idea of quiet time. But I, anyway, encounter time. In your encounter time, you're just like, weeping over the word, weeping over the word. This past week, I was in John 14, and I'm like, I'm like bawling. I can't get through it. I'm like, this is so massive, and my heart is so gripped by what you're saying, Jesus. So, so those kinds of encounters. Did it just get hot in here, or is it me? I mean, I'm like, whoo! Okay, and then, more Lord, yes! And then the oil, the oil. That's the other thing we're going to get. We're going to get the anointing. The anointing. What does the anointing do? It breaks the yoke. What else does the anointing do? The anointing makes us shine because we're so filled with the oil of the Lord. You want a favor in your life? Let that oil open that squeaky door. I'm telling you, oil goes before you, and it has a creative nature in it, and it actually begins to go before you. And oil is what changes the hearts and minds of men. Remember, God said, I changed the hearts and minds of men. I'm telling you, when you are filled with oil, you walk in and they're like, I don't know why I'm giving you this business. You're actually higher a price than everybody else, but I just like you. You know, you're like, yeah, you do. It's the oil. So, so you've got two things going on here. You have an increase, the knowledge of God, the former and latter rain. What does it give you? It gives you intimacy. 
more intimacy because we are lovesick warriors. We, this is not a loveless army. That's not who we are. We do what we do because we're so lovesick. Okay, so you've got this lovesick, intimate army. The second thing that it does is it produces power. Power and authority. The anointing produces power and authority. You begin to speak to things. You're like, wait a minute. That right there needs to come down. Okay, in Jesus' name, come down. That right there needs to stop. I say stop in Jesus' name. That right there needs to grow. I say grow. That right there needs to multiply. I command you to multiply. And all of a sudden, what do you see? You see a garden that gets weeded, and you see trees producing abundant fruit very quickly. Come on. He's right. So how do we, so here's the thing. So God is knowing God. So knowing God, this is not one of those, we're going to know about God kind of things. Okay. Knowing about God is awesome. It ain't going to get you there. It is not going to get you there. It is not going to get you there. Jesus, when he came to the earth, God sent Jesus so that we could put a face and a person and we could know God in an intimate way. And we're like, oh, Jesus, I can know you in human terms. I can understand that you're a man that that has feelings and emotions and you experienced hot and cold you know that there are there are things about him that now we can go we can relate to and we're like oh, okay that's who you are and so it can be experiential for us see the hebrews always taught through experience the greeks are the ones that taught through the mind I want you to memorize these scriptures, which is good. It's good. I'm not saying it's not good. But what if you experience this scripture? What if you go to John chapter 14 and you read it where, he, where Jesus was talking to Philip and he was saying to him, Philip said, show me the Father. And Jesus said, Philip, have I not been with you all this time and you don't even know that I am? It, the Father is in me. And if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. And just have that, like you experience that. Like you, you feel the emotions of it. You experience it. You're there and you're, you're, you're changed. See, somebody can tell you, I can sit here and say to you, let me tell you about a peach. It's got this furry outside and it's kind of a crimson red and a and a and a and a yellow and on the outside and then and then on the inside it's got this beautiful uh, meaty fruit that is soft when you bite into it and and it's real juicy and it always runs down your face no matter even if you cut it in slices and and it's got this hard little rigidy inner seed and it's weird but it's so delicious and it's so sweet and it's and it only really gets ripe once a year so if you're late on that you're in trouble so if I told you that you would be like man that sounds amazing but yet you would never really know about a peach until you ate a peach 
And then you're like, wow, they were right about this beach. <laughs> this is amazing. And then if you're in Texas, you'll be like, let's put this on the Barbie. <laughs> they do that, you know. So, so when I'm, when I'm, when I'm, when I'm, you know, I, I can't tell people about Jesus unless I've experienced Jesus. Because in the last days, we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. Beloved, if we're just a church that's a frozen chosen, and we just sit here week after week, and we get this head knowledge, that's not true understanding. That's not true knowledge. What it, not real? What the knowledge is he's talking about is this experiential knowledge where we are like, I'm eating the bread. I'm drinking the blood. This is good. This is good, and, 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 and within it comes this testimony. Let me tell you about my Jesus. Let me tell you about this man that I know and love, and let me tell you what he's like. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Amen? The more you know him, the more you become like him. So those who know their God will do great exploits. So that's the good news. The bad news is that there's a lot of persecution coming on the church. Yay. And, and I, I just want to love you through this statement because um, the shaking is coming to see what kind of foundation you've built. And, you know, I love this beautiful worship movement that's been happening in the earth. And I love the prophetic movement. I love the prayer movement. It's all exactly what God had planned. But a lot of us will stand here and will say the words in worship. I'm the army of God, or I believe this, or I'm this or that or whatever. But yet in their own personal one-on-one -on -one time, it's non-existent. And look, there's a laundry list of reasons why we don't have time. But there is an urgency of the hour right now where God is saying, time's up. Time's up. And I told you this last week. I'm telling you, he's saying, you, how long will you falter between two opinions? Just like Elijah said to Ahab, you're either going to follow Baal or you're going to follow God. This doing both, and living in the wisdom of the world, and operating like that, and also operating in the wisdom of God, you are double-minded. And I know I'm speaking to a lot of people who are in the marketplace, and you're like, well, that's fine for you to say, because you pray all the time, because that's your job. But I'm telling you, God did not set us up to fail. And I have said this for a really long time, but I want to emphasize it now. If you will sow in faith your time, you will reap in faith your time. John and I were talking about this, and he said this has to be practical. We have to, we have to get this out of the, the 40 miles up, and we've got to come down to some practical things. 
Because practically, God, again, look at Jesus, the most productive man in all of history did not miss a meeting with dad. There were a lot of people, thousands of people. They didn't drive to the meetings. They walked. They walked. Sandals, dirty feet, blisters on their feet. They didn't have bottled water. They didn't have camelbacks. They didn't have the guy, the guy on the side of the road with, with a fruit stand and flies all over the fruit. I used to live in Mexico. I was like, I'm not eating that. So, if he can do it, you can do it. You actually have more time than you think you have. It's just, what are we going to spend our time doing? The narrow gate. And he wasn't really kidding about that. He was like, oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. And he's already doing it. How many of you have already started to experience like a death of desire for movies and entertainment? Like, you're like, it's so weird. Like, you try to get, you know, and you're like going through and you're like, I've got like 10,000 things to choose from and not one of them looks good. I'm like, well, we're either going to have to watch the hunting. John loves to watch the hunting channel where they, you, you, they kill stuff and then they, they like take the skin off of it right in front of you. I'm like, why is this, inter- why is this good? And here, Sam, you are just glued to it. Okay, I guess it's good because in the last days, I will need somebody to provide meat. (laughs) We're all going to be like Miss Kay on Duck Dynasty going, now what was that squirrel stew recipe? Go shoot a squirrel. Those are abundant in Dallas, right? All right, so increasing in, where am I? Now, here's what I did. I did three teachings available on our YouTube channel. They are how to pray one, how to pray two, and how to pray three. Now, what I do is I go into great detail about the struggle of prayer and about how hard it is to get into that place. And it takes basically, each one of them are about 20 minutes long. So I encourage you to go on and listen because I just get real honest and vulnerable even about my own personal struggles in prayer. So um, I encourage you to go and listen to it. Because um, here's the thing about the army of God. The army of God at the end of the age will be in unity. That's what the word says, that we will be in unity flying in, 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 in perfect formation. There will be nobody getting out of line because we're all so connected to God's knowledge and God's wisdom that we all know, okay, this is the way. Up, oh, this is the way. Up, oh, this is the way. Which is why even now a lot of you that are hearing this message or that are listening to this today, you're like, wow, she's talking about something that the Lord's been talking to me about. And so you bear witness of it over and over again because you are part of God's army. Amen? All right, so um, I want to just summarize with this. I believe that we are in the hour where the kings, the 10 kings are in the earth, that they have wisdom that is not of God. And they are using that wisdom to try to design the earth to their own understanding and their own knowledge. That is not God's plan. God's plan is that you are going to be the ones that bring down their plans. 
And so if you want to be a part of that party, which I'm telling you is going to be a whole lot of fun, better than being over in the camp that's like, I'm so afraid. You don't want to be in that camp. You don't want to be in the fear camp. You don't want to be in the, I don't know what's going on camp. No, no, we're in the camp where we're like, this is the word of the Lord. This is the way we go. This is how we declare. This is what we say to these things. We speak to them. We bring them down. Well, God gave me a dream. I mean, when we're in this prayer room, let me tell you what happens. God begins to speak about things we know nothing about. And then we find out weeks later, oh, this was actually uh, 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 one of the programs, the FBI programs that had a name that God gave us. We didn't know it, but he began to tell us what to speak over this FBI program. How did, that's how the saints of God operate. They get into heavenly places and they partner with God to see his kingdom come to the earth. Amen. And along with that, we'll have a great harvest, signs, wonders, and miracles. All right. So let's stand. Well, Father, I just thank you that we are in the house of the Lord. Can I get an amen? God, I thank you that the saints of God are going forth with power and beauty, and we will shine like the brightness of the stars. We will shine like the firmament, God. Would you strengthen us today, God? Would you give us everything that we need to run the race that you have called us to run? Would you strengthen us in our ears and our eyes that we can see and hear? God, even when we don't have time, God, even when we're weary and we're tired and we're, we just, uh, you know, falling asleep in our bed at night, God, would you meet us in those places? Would you help us, God? Talk to us and tell us how to pray. Talk to us and tell us what our hours of prayer are, God. Talk to us and tell us how to get to you in this time, God. We don't want to be left behind. We want to be the ones on the front line. We want to be the tip of the spear. We want to be the arrow of the Lord in this hour.